Hey, welcome in everybody. It is Breaking the Huddle. I'm Joel Klatt, and as always, we are presented by Dr. Pepper at every tailgate and home gate. It is the one fans crave because it's delicious and you should drink it, and I love it. Um, you're watching on Facebook Live, and we appreciate you watching as always. Uh, share the show with your friends so you can be interactive, uh, you know, g give some comments, some snark. We love the snark, so keep the snark coming as always. And if you don't catch us live, remember, subscribe to us as a podcast on iTunes, uh, wherever you find your podcast or download your podcast, subscribe to us, Breaking the Huddle, and you can listen to us if you don't catch us live. Okay, first things first, we got to go through the top 10 in the country as I rank them. And a lot of shakeup, as you can imagine, with some teams losing, namely the team that I had number one in the country a week ago, which is Ohio State. And I'm going to put them at 10, a little lower than what the AP has them. But here's the deal with Ohio State. I still think Ohio State has a great shot to go to the playoff. Call me crazy. I understand they have problems on offense, but Kevin Wilson is a new coordinator, and I think that they will grow and get better during the course of the year. And remember the last two times that Urban Meyer has actually lost a game in September at home. He's gone on to win the national championships. In those years, he lost a game in September at home. So Ohio State still with a lot of firepower on their schedule. They could be just fine if they evolve offensively. At number nine, it's Wisconsin. Just quietly, they're hanging out over there in the Big Ten West. This is a type of team that I think is, in particular with the way Northwestern has looked and Nebraska has looked, the clear favorite in the Big Ten West. I like their quarterback, Hornibrook. I like their run game. Their defense is always solid, and I'm probably the biggest fan of their coaching staff, namely Paul Chris, their head coach, and their defensive coordinator, Jim Leonard. You know that name because he was a pro for a long time. Now he's a second-year coach, and he's their D.C. He does a great job. At eight, I've got Washington. Now, I was not overly impressed with Washington in week one in a game that I had. Uh, I had them at Rutgers. But the one thing I do know is that Chris Peterson's a great coach. They will get better as the year goes on. Browning is a very good quarterback. They should get more physical and tougher at the offensive line. And they've got a great player on the outside in Dante Pettis. Kudos to Dante Pettis. A shout-out to him. He set the Pac-12 record last week, taking his seventh punt back for a touchdown. That tops Deshaun Jackson for the Pac-12 all-time record of punt returns. So kudos to Dante Pettis. At number seven this week, I'm going to go with Michigan. Michigan still has got a great defense. Early in that game... Uh, last week against Cincinnati, it looked like they were going to run him out of the building, and you could see them take it easy. You could see the effort start to go down a little bit. You could see the hustle on defense start to trail off a little bit. The quarterback play is certainly going to be an issue, and Wilton Spate has got to improve, in particular, in his accuracy. But this is still a really talented team, and when they want to, they can play some of the best defense in the country. At number six, give me the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. This team is potent now. This is one of the best, if not the best, offenses in the country. I love Mason Rudolph. I think this guy is a top 10 NFL draft pick all day long at the quarterback position. James Washington is, in my estimation, the best wide receiver in the country and should be the Bolitnikoff winner. Rudolph has thrown six touchdowns, only zero interceptions, and they're going to prove this week, I think, what everyone like me believes, which is they're a great team. They travel to Pitt. It's going to be a great barometer because our number five team, Penn State, just played Pitt at home. So we're going to get to see exactly what Oklahoma State is based on those two matchups, kind of combine them, 
but Penn State for this week is going to be at number five. I'm still a believer in James Franklin and Trace McSorley, their quarterback. Saquon Barkley, best back uh, in, in the backfield in the nation. Their defense is good enough. I understand they struggled at home, but rivalry games are always interesting because the emotions of rivalry games tend to bring out the best in the underdog, and it's always a lot of pressure for the favorite. And I thought that's what happened against Pitt uh, for that Penn State game. But I still have them at number five. This one might be a little controversial, and I want to say I love this team. I love them to death. But Oklahoma is just going to be a number four for me, even after that amazing win in the horseshoe. I love Baker Mayfield. I think he's playing as well as anybody at the quarterback position in the country. Their defense played their face off and played probably better than they have in the last two or three years. Their run game's... It wasn't great, but Baker is so good that he carries him 16 of 17 in the fourth quarter. Remember, he was 19 of 20 in his first game against UTEP. Oklahoma at number four. I think that they've got a great chance uh, to run the table, potentially be Big 12 champions, and be in the playoff for the second time in three years. At number three, I'm going USC. Listen, folks, this is the best USC team that we've seen since the Pete Carroll era, namely because they finally are doing it with an actual foundation. You know, before, in the Sark and Kiffin era, there was a lot of vanity at USC. Namely meaning they had great skill position players, but they didn't have that foundation of a good offensive line or a defensive line, and now they have it. They can sit there and run the ball against Stanford for the tune of 307 yards. They can stop the run at times. They can get after the quarterback, which is something that not many people thought that they were going to be able to do. Achina Nuosu is a great outside linebacker. I love USC. And the toughest opponent on their schedule moving forward, complacency. I think that's your Pac-12 champion. Number two, I've got Clemson. Folks, this is the best defense in the country. 11 sacks against Auburn. Brent Venables, their coordinator. Christian Wilkins in that defensive front. A secondary that caused some of those sacks out of coverage. I just love what Clemson is doing right now. I think that they're going to give Louisville fits up in the Papa John Stadium. I think Clemson comes away with a win in that game this week. I like Clemson at number two. This is the defending national champion. I understand they don't have their quarterback. But, man, that roster, that defense, I love it. And right now there's only one team that can be at number one, and that's Alabama. Alabama is the most consistent, methodical, best team in the country. Their quarterback, Jalen Hurts, he gets better by the game. It seems like every single week we see him take strides. I love their defense. They're physical. They can run the football. They play great in the special teams. Alabama is the best team in the country for me, and that is my top ten here in week three of the college football season. While I was sitting in a booth in the LA Coliseum watching USC do something to Stanford that Stanford had never seen, at least in the David Shaw era, the weekend was really about one guy, Baker Mayfield. And he made it about him not only during the game against Ohio State, but also afterwards. And Baker, I want to address this just to you because one, I really like you. You're a great guy and a great player. So here we go. Baker, there are four reasons why I love what you did at the end of the game. I know you're catching a lot of flack, but here we go. One, you played amazing. I mean, not just good. You played amazing. You were 16 of 17 in the second half against one of the best defensive lines in the country on the road at the number two team in the country. 
you gave Ohio State their worst loss since 1999 at home. That was epic, bro. Epic. You balled out. Two, what you did was uniquely college football. When's the last time you saw Aaron Rodgers run around with a Packer flag and jam it into the field at Soldier Field? You didn't see it. Why? Because the NFL is sterile. The emotion is genuine. Uh, the, the nature of the fandom, uh, in particular of the tribalism of college football, is perfect. And it's so unique to the sport. And that's all that you were expressing after the game. Number three, if they didn't like it, and I'm sure that they didn't, they had three hours to prevent it. You played the game. You won. You get to do what you want. They did it last year. That's my fourth point. It is what you guys do. Now, last year they sung on your field, Oklahoma fans, you, there were a lot of people that were upset about it, right? But guess what? It's what Ohio State does after every single game. They did it after the loss there at Ohio Stadium, right after you were running the flag around. You guys jam the flag into the field after big wins. It's what you do. It's kind of unique to Oklahoma. Every time I've seen Oklahoma take down Texas in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas after a big win in the Red River rivalry, guess what happens? The flag goes in the middle of the field. Well, that was a statement game and a flag game for the University of Oklahoma at number two Ohio State. That's another reason why I love what you did. Okay, Baker? Don't apologize, even if Joe Castiglione, who's a good friend, and I like Joe, even if Joe and David Bourne and there's a lot of other people like Lincoln Riley, like, hey, you should probably apologize. You should have just put up a little ticker underneath your apology that said, I am being forced to do this against my will. That's something that I think was terrific, and you earned it, there's no doubt. There's a few other things that that game also signified for me. Oklahoma going to Ohio State. Two other things, really. One, how big it was for the conference, and two, what it means for this stock of Heisman hopefuls, in particular the quarterback position. Let me get into it right now. What a huge weekend in the Big 12 it was. Did you know that TCU's win over Arkansas and Oklahoma's win over Ohio State was the first non-conference Power 5 victory, road victories for the Big 12 since 2015? That's way back when Oklahoma and Baker Mayfield beat Tennessee. So what a great weekend for the Big 12, in particular after everyone was writing them off uh, to begin the season. This whole notion that they don't play defense, it's not going to stack up because OU's defense just really shut down JT Barrett and the Buckeye offense, and no one really is talking about it right now, but TCU went in there and shut down Arkansas. Did you know that that's the fewest yards Arkansas has gained at home in the last three years, and that's the fewest points they've scored at home in the last four years? The Big 12 is for real this year, and they're going to prove it again this weekend. This weekend, Oklahoma State is going to go to Pitt, probably going to win that game with Mason Rudolph as their quarterback, and Kansas State goes to Nashville to face Vanderbilt. I think that's a game that Kansas State probably will and should win. That would be four non-conference Power 5 victories by the Big 12 before we get out of September. My, how the tides have changed uh, when it comes to the Big 12 conference. And last but not least, Baker you are part of a crop of quarterbacks that is unbelievable. You've got five guys right now that might make this the best Heisman hopeful class that I can remember since 2008. That was when Sam Bradford was winning over Colt McCoy as well as Tim Tebow. Back then, the top three in the Heisman Trophy voting were within 151 points. But think about the five guys we have this year in a deeper crop. 
We've got Lamar Jackson doing things no one's done as a Power 5 quarterback, namely throwing for 300, rushing for 100 in back-to-back games. You've got Josh Rosen in the last six quarters throwing for over 700 yards and nine touchdowns with no interceptions. You've got Sam Darnold going 21-26 against Stanford, of all people. Not little sisters of the poor. Stanford. Darnold's been amazing. Mayfield's going 16 of 17 in the second half to beat Ohio State on the road when they're ranked number two. And Mason Rudolph's got a 6-0 touchdown interception ratio, and he's playing amazing. Folks, what I'm telling you is, Baker Mayfield and Oklahoma's wins said a lot of things. It said they've got swag, the Big 12 is back, and this is the deepest core of quarterbacks I can remember since 2008. All right, Heisman time with Matt Leiner, who actually won the trophy. By the way, it's casual. You just get the legs in there, guys. It is casual. What's up? He won the trophy. That brings us credibility, Twitter. Ready? Are we getting hated on already? No, I mean, you know, nah. clapback's coming up. Can, can I, can I say something about your clapback last week? That it's awesome? Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. No, that I'm going to say so this. Much. I thought clapback week one was phenomenal. I thought clapback week two was average. <laughs> I I did it. I'm bringing. I'm motivated. I'm putting pressure on you this week. You got to bring the noise. Uh, You know what? There'll be some noise brought. I I I told Kristen, Jason. I told them last week. I said, you know, I was looking for it. I was just like, you had one that just said idiot, and you're like, (laughs) you didn't really have anything to say. It was just one of those things, you know. know, Maybe you didn't get a lot of hate this week, so that's a good thing. No, I definitely did. I definitely did. (laughs) I'm just calling you out, man. I I got a few more terms. I'm I'm expanding from like guy and pal and friend. Okay, I've got a couple. You're keeping us on our toes. That's what I'm talking about. I've got a couple of terms that I think are going to bring. I just wanted to get out that I want to I want to put some pressure on. Listen, I understand that. Can't have a great game every week. You're right. Unless you're, you're Baker Mayfield. You're right. That's fine. And that's why he's not. Whoa, okay, whoa, here we go. Here we go. Should we get into five? it? Ooh. All right. Number five. Your list last week was okay, but. And coming back in, and I said this earlier, but as a one <laughs> great Slim Shady once said, guess who's back? Sam Darnold. Back again. Sam Darnold's yeah, back. Yeah, he is. Tell yeah, your friends. <laughs> Sam Darnold back, number five. You called the game. Listen, he, he, I really just think the game itself, the big game, Stanford, a team they hadn't beaten in years, really struggled with over yeah. the last decade to just play better all around, to make those plays outside of the pocket. I don't like the pick still, but I, he I was, will give him, those were unbelievable plays. But, well, that's it's not saying. like he just threw them and, right to And that's part of his game. He is going to wow you, and he's going to throw it up, and it's, it's going to be tipped. You're going to be like, ah, you should have held it. But that's his game, and, and I don't mind it. At four interceptions in two games, just you got got to clean it up. But he was phenomenal again, and the receiver stepped up. So he comes back at number five. Uh, Number four, Penn State running back Saquon Barkley. Ooh, you still have him in there. You know, to be honest with you, I could have easily put five quarterbacks in here. I wanted to put a running back in here. The reason why the reason why is I think backless in in that, and and I was very very I was really close to not putting him in here. Mason Rudolph stepped out. Mason Rudolph was great. They haven't played anybody in two weeks. So I, I'm, I love Rudolph, but I want to see him. They got a better, better game this Listen, week. Listen, Southwest, Central, Northern Alabama is decent. They're decent. In Birmingham. And, and, and Birmingham, they're decent. Early but Barkley. No. Yeah, that was in Mobile. Barkley, yeah. you know, 40, 40-something yards receiving. He had 88 yards rushing. He had 50 yards in return game. So the impact was felt. And I just watched that game. They didn't play particularly great. 
He's just the most valuable player on that team. I love oh, McSorley, generous. but, but Barkley. Anyways, uh, number three, the other star quarterback in L.A., Josh Rosen. Why Rosen? He's been unbelievable. And it's I think, not just been the comeback. I, I think, you know, I mean, the comeback's great. Hawaii last week, I mean, no disrespect to Hawaii. But I just, I'm, I'm impressed with his toughness. I'm impressed with his leadership. And I just think that when you watch him play, he's as talented as any quarterback out there, prospects-wise, all those things. He just, I mean, you saw him on the field against Texas A&M. Just the, the, the way the ball comes out, mm-hmm. it's effortless. There's a lot of quarterbacks where you're just like, wow. Like, it's just like Aaron Rodgers. It yep. just comes out. Rosen, to me, is that guy. Um, number two, and could easily be number one, is Lamar Jackson. And I know that you're finally getting back on the train because, oh, guess what? Lamar Jackson's pretty good in football, dude, and he can play the quarterback position pretty well. Are you hating on me right I'm now? I'm hating on you right now. I'm clapping back at you. I'm, I'm liner backing you right now. Take a lap. We said it last week. I'll say it again. He just looks way better as a thrower, and he knows – I think he's having more patience. You know, he, he looks like he has more patience when to take off because he can still take off and run at any point. But this week, Clemson at home, it's going to be a challenge. But if some reason he can beat Clemson at home, then you talk about the Heisman moment, the Heisman game where everybody's watching. It's a great opportunity I mean, it for would him. be virtually alone because they're, they're not great outside of him. They're, they're not. I mean, they struggle um, with North Carolina, who lost to They Cal. lost a running back. They lost um, a running back who was a veteran running back. They, they struggle with Purdue. I know Purdue is better, but... No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I've been kind of hyping the whole Louisville train the last couple weeks on all our I shows. Know, you went out there but, and did one interview with them, and you're like, oh, but I, I just, come back, and I you're just, like, hey, Papa John's for dinner every night. Listen, Clemson defensively is fantastic. They're good. Offensively. Ask Jared Stidham. I don't know how good Auburn is off or Auburn is defensively Not and, good. We, and and Clemson struggle. Yeah, no, I know. Um, so Lamar Jackson and number one. <sighs> Mr. Do we have Swag. a flag in here? Do we? <laughs> we should have. Can a flag. I? Da-na. This is uh, Wisconsin, but <laughs> the flag bearer himself. I mean, you go on the road against the number two team in the country, and not only dominate the game. But then just go in there and just say, I own this field. And right now I own college football and the swag. That's it. So he completes 16 of 17 passes (laughs) in the second half. That's, like, incredible. Then the whole flag issue comes out. And there are some – and some people thought I was going to be stodgy about this, but I'm not. And you know why? Because I thought it was awesome. The guy jams the flag (laughs) into the block. It doesn't even (laughs) go. I will say, like – questionable judgment it's turf it's not going to yeah. stay up but it was still Dude, awesome that you got i mean that's that's him and it's the passion and you know when he was apologizing he's like yeah, this isn't genuine and i was told i, had I to just apologize. wanted <laughs> i wanted the like closed caption to be like as he's talking to just flash flash across as like david Bourne and joe castiglione yeah. <laughs> my president athletic director are requiring me to do this i don't apologize to anyone if you want me to not jam a flag in your field and stop me, me. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I, I love I love that kid. I, he's he's phenomenal, and Oklahoma looks really good. Really good. So there really you have good. it. That's that's my five going into week three. That's okay. I mean, Barkley in there is. Yeah, I know. Good. I know. It was questionable. You have Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah. Six touchdowns, no interceptions. Who do who's he played? Pitt this week. Yeah. There you go. I'm all I'm all on Rudolph's train, man. I, I love Rudolph. Why well, you got to clap back at me about Lamar Jackson? I gift myself on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah. What? I called myself an idiot. Did you? Yeah. And then you come on Did you on call here. yourself Guy? 
No, you, I didn't <laughs> guy myself. That would be like the ultimate. What's a new term? Why don't you give us a little preview? What do you got? What's a new term? Maybe I might just... have just thrown one out to you. Leinert's going to take a lap, and we'll be right back. All right. All right, time for clap back. I've been challenged by a Heisman Trophy winner. Matt Leinert says that I took it easy on you all last week, so I'm bringing the heat. And it starts with Kevin Smith. He tweets to me after I ranked Ohio State number 10. He says, can't take this seriously. First you said Buckeye were one after watching them play. How do you see that? Question mark. They're not a top 10 team. First of all, learn where a comma goes. Second of all, you're handle is at zine warrior are you like xenia warrior princess well listen xenia warrior princess i want to tell you something about urban meyer and his teams the last two times they've won national championships they've lost home games in september yeah you remember that in 2014 to virginia tech and all the way back with tebow in florida they lost at home to ole miss so before you get all fat and happy on the hog xenia warrior princess why don't you come back to me in the end of november when the buckeyes may be making an appearance in the Big Ten championship game. Because if they run the table and win the Big Ten, let me guarantee you one thing. They'll be back in the playoff. Now, a lot of people had uh, taken some exception to my pick of Notre Dame over Georgia. I got this tweet from Bowen Ninja. Bowen, what does that even, what does that even mean? Bowen Ninja. Bowen Ninja. Gaming. At B Sales. He says, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, how'd that work out for you? Hashtag SEC Nation. Hashtag RTR. I am so sick of the bandwagon, coattail riding, SEC fans claiming Bama and then talking about other teams. If you want to be a Georgia fan, be a Georgia fan. Go up there in your red shirt and cheer for them at South Bend, which a lot of them did, by the way. But don't claim Alabama and then get on me about a pick of Notre Dame over Georgia. First of all, they only won by one. Second of all, you, right now, are like Fonsworth Bentley. Put down the umbrella and root for one team. And if you don't know who Fonsworth Bentley is, Google it. Finally, I'm getting some more Lamar Jackson hate. And it comes in from Mark. At UofL Sheriff 50. First of all, Mark, it's illegal to impersonate a man of the law. UofL Sheriff. Way to go. Checks on Joe Klatt's top five preseason quarterback. You missed an L, Mark. It's Joel. That's one. It goes on. At freezing cold takes. Getting a lot of this this year for Joel Klatt. First of all, I gift myself. Yeah, that's right. I gift myself with a little Will Ferrell. Ha <laughs> I'm flying, I'm flying dead. Idiot. That's right. I called myself an idiot for not having Lamar Jackson ranked in the top five to begin the season. I stand by that. It was a bad move on my part. But hey, freezing cold takes. You got to know one thing about me. This is how I fly. I'm like Iceman. Ice cold. No mistakes. So that'll do it for us here on Breaking the Huddle for week three. Appreciate you watching and being a part of our show. Can't tell you how much it means to me uh, to have you each and every week. Remember, download as a podcast. You can consume the show after watching it live. Uh, and thank you to our sponsor, Dr. Pepper. We appreciate your support. Second straight year. And we're going to have a live Facebook on Friday. We're going to have a Breaking the Huddle live from the campus of USC. 
make sure you're following us on social media. Myself on Twitter, at Joel Klatt, at uh, College Football on Fox on Twitter, and the Facebook page right here. We're going to have all the details of where you can find us, when we'll be live, from where, some special guests in the works. So we hope that uh, you come and uh, consume the show on Friday as well. Thank you for watching. We'll be here next week as always, and uh, I hope you like to clap back because I did.